2: A homeless repeat offender wanted for two sex crimes arrested in the rape of a jogger in the West Village. New York City's Department of Buildings head resigns amid a federal gambling investigation. The FBI also investigating a credible threat to synagogues in New Jersey. Declining lottery sales cited as a reason why Saturday's Powerball jackpot has soared to $1.5 billion as there have been no top-tier winners since the August 3rd draw. U.S. Embassy officials visit with jail WNBA star Brittany Griner as U.S. works for her release. And that of Paul Whelan, a homeless man wanted for two sex crimes with at least 25 prior arrests, was arrested again in connection with the violent and bloody rape of a jogger in the West Village on Thursday. 29-year-old Carl Thanner is charged in all three cases, according to police. Banner was arrested at the Port Authority bus station several hours after the violent rape, which took place around 5.30 a.m. at Pier 45, according to police. Here's West Village resident Lisa Windfield. She spoke to ABC7. At night, you got to be careful, but it's really shocking. Um, I don't know what else to say. As a woman especially, it's really depressing. Banner is charged with rape, grand larceny, predatory sexual assault, and invalid use of a credit card. Banner also was hit with charges in two previous attacks on women, one from late March and the other in early October. The head of New York City's Department of Buildings resigned on Thursday. It comes days after the phone of Eric Ulrich was reportedly seized as part of an illegal gambling investigation, according to Mayor Adams Press Secretary Fabian Levy. The statement did not specifically, however, mention the allegations against Ulrich as reported by the New York Times, the Daily News and other outlets. At a news conference Wednesday, the mayor said he learned about the probe from reporters.
0: Number one, Eric is still the commissioner there. Uh, number two, I really think that uh, this is really so early for us to be saying, should, should we, shouldn't we, should we, should we, should not we. <laughs> The DA's office is going to do their review.
2: The DOB's first deputy commissioner, Kazimir Vilanchik, will serve as the agency's acting commissioner moving forward, Levy added, while noting that no city services will be impacted. The mayor appointed Ulrich, who previously served as a city council member as DOP commissioner, back in May. Synagogues in New Jersey are on high alert. The FBI's Newark field office said Thursday it had received credible information of a broad threat to synagogues in the state. The nature of the threat, however, was not immediately made clear. But law enforcement sources told ABC News it was not a bomb threat. Jason Shemez is CEO of the Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey. He spoke to PIX11.
0: I just want to implore the Jewish community to be vigilant to say something if they see something, and to be in touch with local law enforcement. Take this seriously when it comes from the FBI.
2: The threat that prompted the tweet from FBI Newark originated online and was deemed credible. It was not specific to any one synagogue. The decision to issue the tweet surprised partners who are also part of the Joint Terrorism Task Force. Saturday's Powerball jackpot is $1.5 billion. There have been no top-tier winners for 39 consecutive drawings since August 3rd. One reason, experts say, is the chances of winner are actually lower because fewer players are buying tickets than five or six years ago. Therefore, a smaller percentage of the millions of possible number combinations are covered and the likelihood of a winner drops. Still, hopefuls are buying tickets ahead of Saturday's drawing.
3: Well, it makes me think about playing. Yeah, I never really thought about it, but that makes me want to try.
0: Getting hit by lightning twice <laughs> is, is easier than winning the lotto. But, you know, 1.5 billion, got a dream.
2: And the chances of winning are actually one in 292 million to win the top tier prize in the Powerball drawing. It's played in 45 states. Officials at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow visited jailed WNBA star Brittany Griner on Thursday. The visit comes more than a week after a Russian court rejected Griner's appeal of her nine-year sentence for drug possession. State Department spokesman Ned Price said in a tweet that the American representatives saw firsthand her tenacity and perseverance despite her present circumstances. A few days ago, Greiner's wife, Sherelle, spoke on The View about her partner's sentence.
3: Yes, it was, honestly, it was just disheartening. It was yeah. a complete disbelief for me. I mean, I understand being in the field of law, you know, um, that every state, every country has their own
2: rules. But this is just absurd. Price said the Biden administration is continuing to press for the immediate release of Greiner and Paul Whalen. He was sentenced in 2022, 16 years in prison in Russia on espionage-related charges. Whalen and his family say the allegations are bogus. Centrist Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat out of West Virginia Thursday, called for a broad bipartisan deal to protect the solvency of Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. The programs, of course, face serious funding issues over the next few decades. You're going to get your financial house in order. We cannot live with this crippling debt. If they don't get their house in order, if we don't look at the trust funds that are going
3: bankrupt, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, Highway, all the ones, Alan are in tremendous problems right now. If we can't come to grips of how we face the financial challenges this country has, then we're all going to be paying a price that we can't afford.
2: The Social Security Administration announced last year that it is not projected to have the funds to pay full benefits past 2033. In February, Manchin proposed addressing that shortfall by increasing the amount of income subject to taxation to fund Social Security from $147,000 to $400,000. And Manchin also pushed back against Senate Budget Committee Chair Bernie Sanders' effort to expand Medicare to include vision, dental, and hearing benefits by arguing that the core program itself was in danger because of the soaring federal debt. Speaking of which, the top Republican in the House says his party will not make cuts to Social Security if they win election next week. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has more.
0: There's a commitment to America. What does it say in there? To save and strengthen Social Security and Medicare. This simply means is we're not touching it.
1: California's Kevin McCarthy insisted Democrats are desperate as they bring up this line of attack so close to the election. He also said Democrats are worried about losing seats all over the country. McCarthy is in line to become Speaker of the House should Republicans win back the chamber. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz.
2: Former President Barack Obama repeated a familiar theme being circulated by Democrats who fear election losses this coming Tuesday. Obama on Wednesday warned that if election deniers running for statewide office in Arizona win next week, that democracy as we know it may die.
1: Folks can win if we don't do our
0: part. And if you've got election deniers serving as your governor, as your senator, as your secretary of state, as your attorney general, then democracy as we know it may not survive in Arizona. That's not an exaggeration.
1: That is a fact.
2: Arizona, one of four key states, key to control of Congress. Obama's remarks came as Democrats scrambled to avert a victory in next week's gubernatorial election by Carrie Lake in Arizona, a former TV anchor and one of the GOP's most prominent election deniers. Lake is running slightly ahead of Katie Hobbs, the Democratic nominee for governor in Arizona, according to recent polls. Oprah Winfrey voiced support on Thursday for Pennsylvania Democratic U.S. Senate candidate John Fetterman over her longtime friend and Republican candidate Dr. Memonaz. Oprah appeared in a virtual town hall on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And Latasha, you mentioned Pennsylvania. I have to see out know, this midterm campaign. Uh, I said it was up to the citizens of Pennsylvania. And of course, but I will tell you all this. If I lived in Pennsylvania, I would have already cast my vote for John Fetterman, for many reasons. The key rate is in a dead heat, and Fetterman celebrated the news on Twitter. Winfrey also backed several other Democratic Senate candidates at Thursday's event, including North Carolina Supreme Court Justice Cherry Beasley, Florida Representative Val Demings, Wisconsin Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, Nevada Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, and Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock. Indiana physician Caitlin Bernard, who drew national attention this past summer after providing an abortion to a 10-year-old rape victim from Ohio, filed a lawsuit on Thursday. This suit alleges that Attorney General Todd Rokita is using frivolous consumer complaints to investigate her and other physicians. Last month, the AG addressed his investigation into Bernard while speaking with Fox 59 Indianapolis.
0: Well, if it's, if it's me, it's been my predecessor and my predecessor before that. I mean, it's the job that we do at the Attorney General's office is enforced into, is to enforce Indiana law. Now, this one might have been high profile, but it doesn't change, um, our actions or how we behave or how we investigate the complaints that we receive.
2: In the lawsuit, Bernard and her colleague Amy Caldwell-Ledroquita, the state's Republican attorney general, issued subpoenas for confidential and sensitive medical records based on complaints from people who were not their patients, had no firsthand knowledge of their work, and in some cases lived out of state. The doctors argue in the lawsuit that subpoenas are effectively a fishing expedition against abortion providers that violate Indiana law. Pakistan's ex-Prime Minister Imran Khan was shot in the foot during a rally Thursday. An official from his party called the incident an assassination attempt. The former Pakistan cricket captain was taken from the rally site in Pakistan to receive treatments in Lahore around a a two-and-a-half-hour drive away. Khan is in stable condition and undergoing surgery at last report, according to Senator Fawad Chaudhry, a senior PTI politician and Khan's former information minister. Six others were injured and are still being treated, and there is no word of any arrest. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz arrived in China's capital of Beijing on Friday for a one-day visit that has drawn criticism over China's support for Russia in its war in Ukraine and controversy over China's economic and human rights issues. The German Chancellor has faced criticism for a deal with Chinese shipping giant Costco. Dr. Volkel Trier, chief executive of the German Chambers of Commerce Abroad, spoke to Al Jazeera.
0: Sometimes uh, discussions uh, are uh, a bit exaggerated uh, because there is a concern, and, and
2: it's an understandable concern, what has happened in the Ukraine. We take
1: the concern serious, but they are minor from our perspective.
2: 77 WABC News Time, 515, Justin Ellicke, along with sports.
3: Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin here with the early news sports update. First and foremost, uh, news out of Brooklyn has the Nets suspended point guard Kyrie Irving for at least five games without pay yesterday, saying they were, quote, dismayed by his repeated failure to, quote, unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. Irving had refused to apologize during a post-practice media session earlier uh, yesterday, and the Nets subsequently said Irving is, quote, currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Here was part of that controversial press conference. I think what people want to hear
0: is a yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever that means, something tells me this might last a little longer than just five games, but we shall see and keep you updated as we see this story develop. He did take to Instagram, uh, shortly thereafter after the suspension to officially apologize, but a uh, little too, uh, little too little too late, I guess is what they do say. Over to the ice now where all of our local action took place last night. The Rangers were the lone losers among our three local teams. They fell five to two at home against the Boston Bruins. This game was all knotted at two early in the third period, but a flurry of three consecutive goals from Boston thereafter buried the Rangers for good. They'll be off until Sunday evening when they're set to welcome in the Detroit Red Wings. And now, to our winners on the night, starting with the Islanders in St. Louis against the Blues, Anders Lee and Brock Nelson. Each had a goal and an assist in route for the 5-2 to a road win. But it was Josh Bailey who netted the eventual game winner in the second period. Barzell and Bailey come in two-on-one. Josh Bailey, deeks
0: can't tuck it home, he scores! Bailey from below the goal line, poked it off, Bennington and in! Three goals in the first seven-plus for the Islanders
3: here on the period. That call courtesy of MSGSN. The Isles will be off until tomorrow afternoon when they'll be in Detroit visiting the Red Wings. And finally, your first place, New Jersey Devils, won 4 to 3 out in Edmonton against the Oilers. Miles Wood was the star with two goals and an assist as the Devs stay hot going into an off day before heading to Calgary to face off with the Flames tomorrow. And here with your bottom of the hour sports update, I'm Justin Ollick on 77.
2: WABC. Lou Dobbs has your financial
0: report.
1: This is the 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
0: Stocks struggling to bounce back after the latest interest rate hike. Wall Street coming off its fourth straight losing session. All three major indexes on track to post weekly losses. October unemployment data today. Wall Street forecasting a rate of 3.6% for last month. A slight uptick in the unemployment rate. Still near a 50 year low. Coupled with this week's strong Jolts report and a In weekly unemployment filings, the labor market remains red-hot. Starbucks beat third-quarter revenue targets. The coffee giant reported global sales up 7%. Crude oil futures falling this week. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down 2%, settling at just over $88 a barrel. Global economic concerns driven by the Fed's aggressive interest rate campaign. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Don. Financial Report.
1: Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
2: Checking futures, they're in the green. The Dow's up 118 points, up up 0.35% at 32,129. S&P's risen 18. The Nasdaq up 60 and three-quarter points. Gold up $20.30 an ounce. And crude oil at $90.36. A barrel up $2.19.
0: It's the WABC Early
2: News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. At least six people are being treated for injuries after a building collapsed at a Long Island construction site Tuesday afternoon, and authorities say three people are in critical condition. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown.
0: Authorities say the wall came crashing down at the location in Smithtown on Middle Country Road. Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harris
3: taking down brick by brick on the front facade of this establishment. And once again, as they were doing some renovative work, uh, taking it down. And
0: once again, the whole uh, front facade of cinder blocks came crumbling down. Josh Gomes works at the scene. I just hear, hear the noise when it comes down. Wow. The guys in the ground bleeding. Harrison says the building is being turned into a storage facility for a nearby car dealership and believes the project had all the proper permits. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News.
2: A fight inside of a Bronx deli between two men in their 20s spilled out onto the street. This happened about noontime Thursday in the area of East Gun Hill Road and Hull Avenue. 21-year-old with a gun was stabbed by a 29-year-old man. Now, the man with the gun fired at this man with the knife at Point Blank Range. Here's NYPD's Chief of Detectives, James Essig.
0: It appears the 21-year-old who was prior? Who was in the deli prior, had a gun, and the 29-year-old who entered is stabbing him with a knife. The 21, 29-year-old male fled the scene and was discovered a short time later with a graze wound to his
2: head. Nearby police officers confronted the man with a gun and fired numerous times. The gunman would ended up being pronounced dead at a local hospital, and the man with the knife was found nearby, taken to a hospital with a graze wound to his head and other injuries unless reported in stable condition. A horrific discovery. A 33-year-old worker discovered dead in a walk-in freezer at Beagle's Bakery Manufacturing Facility in Brooklyn yesterday morning. The victim, Mahamadou Dan Dansogo, a father of five, who came to this country for a better life, appears to have gotten accidentally locked inside of that freezer. Dan Sogo's uncle told ABC7 that his nephew became stuck in a machine while he was cleaning it.
0: They said they stuck in the machine, but some people say he was cleaning the machine, but somebody come put the machine on and then the machine got him.
2: The NYPD's emergency services unit, the fire department and the medical examiner all worked to try and free Dan Sogo's body from that equipment. Police say the investigation is ongoing. Eighteen inmate deaths to date so far this year at the notorious Rikers Island Jail Complex. A rally outside of City Hall Park lasted 18 hours to mark the 18 inmates who have died so far this year. And those protesters called for the closing of Rikers. Family members, former inmates and local organizations are calling on New York City's Mayor Eric Adams to take action. Lesandre Cadu, a mother of a former Rikers inmate, spoke to News 12.
3: My son died September 22, 2021, 11 days after his birthday. I got a call and they basically said my son was dead. Mayor, do something. I, I mean, when are you going to do something? When it's your loved one there? My loved one lost their life in there and all these people lost their loved ones in there. And no one is being held accountable. Mayor, you have to do something.
2: Along with the closing of the jail, the group wants the mayor and city officials to release people from city jails, create a public plan to stop arresting and incarcerating people with mental health needs, and to end solitary confinement. In response to the call to end solitary confinement, corrections officers have argued that it's necessary when dealing with the most violent inmates. Physicians are seeing a rise in the number of children with the respiratory illness RSV. Weill Cornell and New York Presbyterian Chair of Pediatrics, Dr. Sally Permar, told ABC7 parents can help their young children fight off respiratory infections as well as the flu and COVID-19.
3: A maternal vaccination worked well to prevent hospitalization of children with RSV. And that's exciting news as pediatricians because this is a virus that we see affecting our newborns, uh, young infants, every year and it's one of the major reasons for hospitalization.
2: This is the first time in the last few years that hospitals have had to deal with these high numbers of pediatric patients as COVID-19 did not affect children as severely as it did adults. Local hospitals are working to handle the number of respiratory cases by doing things like increasing the number of beds available and recruiting more staff members. The gunman charged with shooting two Newark, New Jersey, police officers pleaded not guilty to charges of attempted murder and weapons offenses yesterday. Officers were attempting to apprehend 30-year-old Kendall Howard for an October 28th shooting when they were shot Tuesday afternoon. New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy met with both officers on Wednesday. Meanwhile, a video has gone viral of a woman who got out of her vehicle and helped stop the bleeding of one of these injured officers as bullets flew overhead. Here's Newark's Mayor Ross Baraka. The
1: woman who got out of her car uh, and tried to stop the bleeding of an officer and helped drag him to safety in the middle of what might have been a gunfight.
2: One of the officers has been released. The other remains hospitalized. Mourners paid their respects to the Reverend Calvin Butts, the head of the iconic Abyssinian Baptist Church in Harlem yesterday. He was a New York City icon of civil rights and community advocacy. The 72-year-old reverend died Friday unofficially of cancer. Mourners spoke to Fox 5. He didn't care whether you high class, low, low class. He believed in human, human beings. When
0: I got married, he was the pastor. So I felt like it was only right for me to come uh, pay my respects.
1: He was an activist. Um, he was his own man. And uh, he made a difference.
2: In 1972, then 22-year-old Butts joined the congregation as a youth minister, becoming a civil rights leader and outspoken when it came to things like racism and police brutality. Hello, Jimmy Dean Brand is ramping up the holiday celebrations with something different this year. Frank Diaz has the explanation.
1: Jimmy Dean has always marched to the beat of its own drum, and this holiday season they're kicking it up a notch with holiday carols. The brand recently introduced breakfast-inspired holiday hits such as Oh Jimmy Dean and The 12 Days of Breakfast. In addition, they're giving fans a chance to win a live performance by Sunrise Carolers, a group of carolers who will visit hometowns across the country in festive attire to sing holiday songs that have been adapted to pair best with a warm Jimmy Dean breakfast. For more information, you can visit sunrisecarolers.com. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz.
2: And if you miss the top five of five in other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com.
0: It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.